podcast family. Welcome to another episode of Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And we are so thrilled that you have elected to join us for another episode and for some more conversations. We are going to start our podcast this week with a joyous celebration. As we're recording this episode, we just found out that the United States government is recognizing Juneteenth as a federal holiday. As a federal holiday. How incredible is this, It's a pretty big deal. I think for me, understand, I grew up going to Juneteenth festivals. Right. So my mother, as most of us who listen to the podcast know, my mother instilled in us great pride for our black heritage. And so growing up, we used to go to Juneteenth celebrations every summer in California. What kind of concerned and surprised me was how few people celebrated Juneteenth, even Black Americans. I was speaking to a friend of mine this week, and she's in her late 30s, and she shared with me that she didn't even know what Juneteenth was until five years ago when she watched an episode of Blackish. Really? Yeah. You know, I say that. I didn't know what it was until I started going to schools that were primarily black students. I mean, you know, so I guess it is sort of knowing people that celebrate it and understand it. But I learned it, I guess, when I was in fourth grade. Right. Yeah. And here in Texas, we would think that it would be an event, a holiday that is taught in schools, but it's not. Nope. So I'm really hopeful that with the United States government recognizing that Juneteenth is now a federal holiday, it will start and continue the conversation and it will continue the path that so many Americans are on, their journeys for understanding and awareness. Understand that Juneteenth is not a black holiday. Correct. It is so important because it's the very first time in our nation's history that every person in this country was free. So we celebrate the 4th of July as Independence Day, but that's actually not really accurate because on July 4th, our founding fathers adopted the Declaration of Independence, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't fully signed until August 2nd. Much later. Much later. Mm -hmm. So, and that's something I didn't realize until a couple of years ago. So similar with Juneteenth, President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863. But the final enslaved Black Americans were not told that the institution of slavery had been abolished until June 19th, 1865, Mm. 900 days Mm -hmm. after the institution had been abolished. And for me, that's what we need to celebrate and not just a point where we say, oh, the black people can celebrate this. No, every single American needs to stand and celebrate and realize how far we came and how long it took us to get there. But my goodness, we did it. We did it. So for Juneteenth this year, Notice that this episode's coming out right after Juneteenth, but hopefully you're still celebrating podcast family. Yeah. Because we are. That's right. I mean, it's the first year. It's a federal holiday, so we got to make it big this year. Yeah. (laughs) And another way that people can celebrate, you know, is just by um, making sure that next year we don't miss this. Or maybe next year we can have a conversation the day before the actual Juneteenth holiday. That's a good idea. And so make sure that when you're listening to us today that you stop on whatever platform you're on and make sure you follow us. So we'll be celebrating this next year with you, obviously, and we lots of celebrations to follow. So we want to have you with us. Make sure you follow the show. Make sure you rate and review. We love having you every week. Keep coming back. This week was such a reason for us to celebrate, Tara. So we started the week with a celebration of loving day, mm-hmm. which was uh, June 12th. And that was the day that the United States Supreme Court in, what year was it? 
I think 1967. You know better than me. I think, okay. <laughs> You're like, Miss Lawyer, you should know. I, I know. I know what happened, but I don't know the exact year. <laughs> right. Okay. So I think it was in 1967. Our, our podcast producer is giving me a thumbs up. So that's when it was. Um, the Supreme Court said that state laws that banned interracial marriages were n- illegal. Unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. That's right. 1967. 1967. How crazy is it that in this country, mm-hmm. less than a century ago, 50 mm-hmm. something years ago, you know, I'm bad at math. But my parents were alive. Yep. When it happened. My husband was alive <laughs> when it happened. You know, so so we honor the courage and the sacrifice of that couple, Mildred and Richard Loving. Mm-hmm. How appropriate was it their last name was I Loving? I love it. And their courage to make sure that their marriage and their love was recognized and celebrated and made it possible for so many of us who are in interracial marriages to actually have our marriages legitimized and recognized. So it would be remiss of me if I did not say thank you, Mildred and Richard Loving, for celebrating love. And so maybe we should celebrate love, not just that day, but every day. Mm-hmm. Well, June 12th is my wedding anniversary. <gasps> yes. So it's like a double celebration. It is. <laughs> so yes, you ended the Terra Gift Corridor. I did. The Terra Gift Corridor, it has closed. <laughs> and what did you and Jason do for your wedding anniversary this year? Uh, we did a little getaway. We found this really great little B&B we loved down in uh, the Hill Country last year. And so we just went back there, got a little couple of days away by ourselves. You didn't take the kid? We did not. He got to have his first fun-filled weekend at his aunt's house. He was very excited. He partied his butt off. (laughs) Every picture was like him in the pool, him eating cake, him with friends, him at the arcade. I'm like, all right now, like, come on, calm down. It's not going to be like that every day. He won't ever want to come home. Never. He was like, I'm ready to go back. (laughs) So it sounds to me like Gage really enjoys, is it quality time with his aunt? That's right, quality mm. time. And receiving gifts, clearly. Oh, so <laughs> so we do understand that. So we talk about Loving Day, and let's talk a little bit about love. Happy belated anniversary to you, Tara. Mm-hmm. Love languages, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, it kind of ties everything together. It took me a while to realize that there are ways that we give and receive love mm-hmm. and It's so important to understand and know that when navigating relationships. And it's important not only to know your own love language, but also to know your partners Mm -hmm. and and most importantly, your children's, right? (laughs) Right. So the dynamics between how people receive love and give love can usually be explained by the five love languages. Mm -hmm. So let's maybe take a little bit of time to take a deep dive into the love languages. And I'd be curious to know what your love language is, Tara, Mm -hmm. your husband and your son. Mm -hmm. So as you mentioned, there is receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. Acts of service. Acts of service. And what does that mean again? Acts of service means like helping you out, like maybe your partner does the laundry because you're busy or, you know, just does things for you to take things off your to-do list, Mm -hmm. helps you with your, what's on your plate. Okay. And we talked about quality time. Quality time. And how Gage had lots of quality time with his aunt. Yes, he did. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those are the first three. And the fourth one is? Uh, There's words of affirmation. Okay. Which is just, you know, compliments, saying nice things. Right. 
And then the fifth, the fifth one, one is physical touch. Yes. Um, yes. The okay. one I forget very often. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes. But we'll come back around to that we one. We know you are not a hugger, so that is obviously not yours. <laughs> I am a natural social distancer. Mm-hmm. So for me, this social distancing thing just makes me happy. I, I love hear it. you. <laughs> but for some people, they aren't. And so one of the people that I love most in this world, my husband, mm-hmm. physical touch is his love language. Mm-hmm. And it's not mine. Yeah. So if we had to order our five love languages, yes. I know that physical touch would be number five, like way at the bottom. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be acts of service, number one. Yes. And then receiving gifts. Okay. Then words of affirmation. Okay. And then quality time. Okay. And then physical touch. I will share with you that my husband's list is the exact inverse. Like totally opposite. Complete opposite. Uh, man, which, that's hard. Which is funny because a couple of years ago for Christmas, we decided that we needed to get a new car. Car, car was like 11 years old. So for Christmas, I got him a, a new car and he wasn't as excited about it as I thought he should be. <laughs> Look, I got you a car. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. It's like, you need to know your partner's love language because you're out here buying your partner a car and all he wants is a hug. Yes. <laughs> and that's my yes. husband. He would have been happy if on that Christmas holiday, I had just sat next to him on the couch and given him a 30 second hug. Just held his hand for yeah. a little bit. Should have saved my money. Man. <laughs> It's good to know these things when you go into it so you can save yourself the the heartache for right, sure. Right. So what is your partner's love language? And then also what's your son Gage's love language? So first of all, I'll start with me. So mine lines up pretty close to yours, uh, but I am acts of service first, words of affirmation second. Mm-hmm. And I think quality time is next then receiving gifts, then physical touch is last. Now, Jason, his top two are words of affirmation and physical touch, probably physical touch first, mm-hmm. and then words of affirmation, very close. So we share that. That's both of our number twos. And I've never done gauges, but I'm going to tell you right now that if I asked him right now, just straight out, it would be receiving gifts. That's how Gage feels love. Clearly, yeah, that is his jam at 11 years old. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think quality time too. He likes when we just hang out and spend some time together. He came in Yesterday I worked from home, he was sick. And and even though I was working, he like came in and sat with me for a little bit. I could just tell he wanted to hang out. Okay. Yes, I think that Roman takes after me. He does not like physical touch mm-hmm. or quality time. We have pictures of him end of school year parties with the teachers and the teachers trying to give him a hug. Uh-huh. And he's like side arming. Them. He's like, uh, no, he's like, I don't know. Thank you, ma'am. Don't know you like that lady. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on distance. That's hilarious. He got that from you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm someone who's like, I'm, I don't believe that we should tell kids to go and people like, oh, go give so-and-so a hug. Agreed. Especially with adults. Yes. Right? I, I don't force and I've never forced that kind of physical interaction. Like, oh, go give so-and-so a hug. Go give so-and-so a kiss. That's not how Roman has been raised and that's not how he should ever experience. I'm like, if you don't want to be around someone and give them physical touch, please don't. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Same. We're the same. I mean, it's your body, your decision. I mean, even with me now, Gage is starting to get to where... He'll turn his head when I go in for the kiss mm-hmm. and or he'll go like, no. And I'll go, okay. Like, I'm not happy about it, but it's his decision. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've gotten to the point where with Roman, I was mama when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And then I was mommy. And then I was mom. And then when he was about third or fourth grade, he started to call me ma. Mm-hmm. And now I'm bruh. I'm dude. <laughs> so <laughs> we're right here in the same place. 
that kid has called me dude more times in the last two weeks. <laughs> these are these these are these um growth opportunities, and it's like, do I like this phase? Do I not like this phase? It's it is important for us to know what our kids love languages because mm-hmm. that's the currency in which they operate. Right. But we also know that with children, it can change right. just like their language changes, right? From, yeah. from mommy to bruh, their love <laughs> languages can change as they grow mm-hmm. and adapt. So how can you, and, and, and maybe if you know Tara, how can, how can a mother kind of like figure out what their kids love languages? What are, what are some things that you've done? I think for me, what I've done, and I've done this even with my husband, because I don't know if they would sit down and do the quiz, but anyway, what I look for are the cues. I see either A, one or both of them gets upset with me about something, Mm -hmm. and the thing that they ask me to do different is usually tied to a love language. Like Gage gets upset with me, and it's because you know, we never do anything, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, he's looking for some quality time here. Or my husband gets upset and he's like, you never, you know, give me a hug when I get home. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's looking for it. And so I often look for it in those times. And also when I do things that lights them up, mm-hmm. I still look for it both ways. A, they're mad at me and they tell me straight up what they need. And I go, oh, that's this. Or B, they are really excited because I did something. I'm like, oh, they really like this. So that's kind of how I look for the cues. A lot of times we as parents or as human beings, you tend to project what you want on other people. Yes. And so I think that for me, that's what makes it most challenging having a partner and also a child Mm -hmm. who are different than me with the way that they receive love. Yes. Because I share with people like, oh, this is what I would want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I-, I would want a new car. Right. <laughs> right. That would totally set me on for Christmas. I'd be like, woohoo. Yeah. We're good. It's like yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't want hugs. Yeah. I, I want I want gifts and I want you to do the laundry for me, like you said, right? Yeah. So one of the things for me that, that I need to do, even with other members of family and 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 friends that I love dearly, is understand that it's important to love the way that that person receives love, mm-hmm. not the way that you tend to receive love. Mm-hmm. The golden rule right. is treat other people the way that you want to be treated. You want to be treated. But, but, the, but the platinum rule mm-hmm. is treat people the way they want to be treated. Okay. I didn't know the platinum rules. Girl, so I'll write that down. We love it up today. <laughs> Level up. Nice. <laughs> the platinum rule. The platinum rule. Yes. And so that's something that I have I have challenged myself to do is to be more aware of how people around me receive love and being a little bit more intentional on on giving love that way. I I do the same and I feel pretty confident that I'm I'm aware where I struggle. This is my struggle with the love languages is that sometimes I'll catch myself withholding if I feel like I'm not getting what I would like, mm. I'll withhold the thing I know that they like. This is this is my defect. <laughs> I don't do it often and I'm pretty conscious when I do it, so I can usually turn it around pretty quick. But I've caught myself I've caught myself from time to time going like, oh, he was looking for something there and I purposefully kind of didn't do it because I'm cranky or, you know, just in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And so that's the bad part is that if you know the love language and then you're like, well, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to, I have to 
pay attention to when I'm just not in a great mood or I'm having a bad day that I'm not doing that. So do you do that with your partner or your child or both? I do it with my partner for sure. I wouldn't do it with Gage. With Gage, I'm a little bit more for fun and for free. But, you know, in a marriage, even after a long time, you have moments where you're just picking at each other. And that's, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) It happens. 18 years later, we're still pushing each other's buttons from time to time. Not nearly as much as we used to. (laughs) Yeah. Next 18 years, maybe Maybe, not so much. I don't know. It's, It's a journey, right? It's not a destination. When would the destination be, though? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just going to try to be better every day. How about that? Just a little bit better every day. I like that. Yeah. And I can actually get on board with that. But it's the same struggle. I can't even look at you and pretend like, oh, I'm going to judge you (laughs) because I'm nodding in agreement. Like, yes, girl. Uh Sometimes I'm just mean. I'm just mad and I'll hold it back and I need to I pay attention. I do better than I used to. But it happens. But we all try to just do better. Yeah. Try to be better. And so we talked earlier about loving day. Mm -hmm. And that kind of led us to segue into the five love languages. We can segue into this final part of the episode, which is how our partners receive love, and then how we can then share with them and celebrate them on this Father's Day. Yes. So this podcast coming out on Father's Day Day. is a reason to celebrate. That's right. And podcast family, how are you if you are partnered celebrating your partner this year on Father's Day? We would love to know. So reach out to us and connect with us on our social media accounts. Um, I want to know, Tara, what you are doing to celebrate your partner on Father's Day. (laughs) Well, Gage and I always go pick out cards. Cards are kind of our family thing for these days. And we've already done that. And I bought him a little something on Amazon today that he happened to mention over the weekend. I was like, oh, I can grab that real quick. What's funny is I bought him this really cool Lego set about two months ago that went on sale and I planned to put it away. Well, Amazon shipped it, not in a box. So it showed up on the doorstep as just a Lego set. I was like, well, happy early Father's Day. So he already got that, but it'll be small. You know, we both just went out of town and uh, we're working on some stuff around the house. So we don't spend a whole lot of money on that on those days. So he'll just get a little something from Gage and a couple of cards from us. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. super special. How about you guys? Like you, we do the card giving. Um, my husband got himself roller skates this year because he has taken up that hobby. I guess he may have seen the movie Roll Bounce uh, or, <laughs> or Whip It or Xanadu <laughs> if we are going to age and date That's ourselves. That's a callback right there. I was in love with the movie Xanadu and Olivia Newton-John. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a big part, big part of our childhood. But didn't hold up very well. No, I can't really do it now. (laughs) I want to, but I can't. Yeah. Yes. The other thing that I'm getting my partner this year, he already has received it, and that is keeping his cat alive. Oh. Yes. So Mm, you know this. I do. This last week, we had a challenge with our cat, who is an orange tabby. Mm-hmm. He's about six or seven years. And he's terrible. He's a he's a terrible, terrible so cat. So cute, though. He's so cute. But he <laughs> cries all the time. He meows. He eats everything. And because he eats everything, um, he was having stomach issues over the weekend. And we had to take him to the emergency room in vet care. And turned out when they did the ultrasound or whatever on his stomach, mm-hmm. they realized he needed surgery. And when they performed surgery on this cat, mm-hmm. they removed several hair ties oh from God. his stomach <laughs> and shoelaces. 
God. They removed about 10 hair ties. So my husband's like, where is he getting these hair ties from? And then he looks at me. I was right, like, right, he's right. like, you're the only one in the house with hair. <laughs> so I couldn't. Literally. Bl- I, could, I couldn't blame the kid. Right. You know, like when there's like a broken vase or glass. Yeah. So I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> had to own it. Yeah. Right. And so I realized like, oh, when I'm in the shower and I take my hair tie out and I'm washing my hair. This cat has been like opening the shower door when no one's in there, jumping up and grabbing them, eating up, jumping on the counter. And this, they must have been there for months. Wow. There was a full black shoelace. So we had to make the decision to, um, and it wasn't even a decision to make at this point in time. Um, And and for that, I'm super fortunate and super grateful that we had the ability to to save his life because Mm -hmm. if they did not have surgery, he would not have survived. But this is Roman's cat. Yeah. We realized that this is the first time that with him being this age, we were like, we, we what do we do when this thing that he loves more than anything else in the world right. passes on? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a conversation we're going to have to have with him. But fortunately, right now, it's not a conversation we have to have because the cat survived. I mean, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yes. You can uh, avoid it a little longer. <laughs> poor guy. Poor me. Uh, well, okay. Poor everybody. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. But we were laughing because the vet sent home his instructions and said, you know, they don't learn. They're, they don't know the difference. They don't, they don't know the difference. And so hide all the hair ties. Oh and my gosh. Of course, my husband and son look at me. It's like, see, mom. And it's like, okay. Like, where am I going to, where do you hide him? He's obviously very crafty. Time for me to shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could rock it. I think you could do it. I think that is the only solution. That's the only solution. So again, we would love, 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 love podcast family for you to share with us kind of your uh, Father's Day plans for your partner and for everyone who's listening, all fathers, all single mothers who are doing double duty, taking care of and raising this next generation of humans. We appreciate everything that you do and you, your struggle, your sacrifice is not going unnoticed. I think that that's all for this week, Tara. Well, we should point out that we did not create the five love languages. It was oh. a book written by a man named Gary Chapman. Yes. And if you want to know what your love language is, there is a quiz online. I think it's just five, the number lovelanguages.com it's real easy google five love languages you'll find it mm-hmm. and you can do the quiz online have your partner take it so figure out what love language you are i want to i want to know what our listeners are finding out yeah let's put a link to the quiz in yes. our show notes we'll do that for yeah, sure def- so we'll make it easy for you definitely and i would be very curious to find out what some of our listeners love languages yeah. are yeah and keep that conversation going so um with that podcast family we are going to sign off this week know how thankful we are that you have found us and you continue to come back and listen to us we will be back next week same time same place guard your health mental physical and spiritual take good care it will start and continue the conversation and it will continue the path that so many americans are on their journeys for understanding and awareness understand that juneteenth is not a black holiday correct it is so important because it's the very first time in our nation's history, that every person in this country was free. And we think about, you know, the Declaration of Independence. We think about us celebrating the 4th of July, Independence Day, which, spoiler alert, is not really Independence Day because the 4th of July 
is supposed to be the day when the Emancipation Proclamation. I'm sorry, I completely messed that up. <laughs> I was like, I was hold like, on. Like, you, you mean just the Declaration make, of Independence? You, make, you making up history, Kanji. <laughs> I knew where you were going, but I was, I was like, going, oh, yeah. she went sideways. <laughs> well, I was like, <clears throat> well, you know, that's going at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 